0: Welcome to Star Guys, a podcast about Stargirl that's going to be airing on DC Universe and the CW. I am Alex. I'm Justin, one of the Star Guys. I'm (laughs) Pete. And you know what? We're not just the Star Guys. You're the Star Guys and the Star Gals and the stars. However you identify yourselves, that's absolutely fine. Because the stars are in your eyes. That's mainly Um. where they are. And we're going to be talking about... The origins of Stargirl Ooh. today on the podcast as we continue to gear up for the debut of the show mid May. Now, the there's a couple of different sources that sure. Stargirl, the sure. TV show, comes from. The main source, the main person, is Jeff Johns. He <laughs> is a writer, he is a creator, uh, he is a driving force behind DC's. TV stuff, it's movie stuff. Uh, He is a big voice in terms of the comic book publishing as well. He's one of our favorite writers on the live show that we do every week. We do a live show called Comic Book Club every Tuesday. Um, But Stargirl was, if not the first, one of the first big things that he did for DC Comics. It was the thing that put him on the map, made his name, and got his foot in the door to do bigger and better things down the road. And I say that as a way not to slam the original issues it seems like you because are. in fact in in fact they suck is wow. what I'm saying thank you for getting wow. out of people. Don't coming even want out, to talk about podcast.
1: That's. And the start First I off, actually, Jeff John's, I want to say I, I
2: don't agree with
1: what he is saying. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I don't want to be lumped in with this. Yeah, we got to distance ourselves. We got to yeah. distance ourselves from yeah. Alex's takes right off the bat here. Oh, that's this weird. We just got a text podcast.
0: on our group text chain where uh, Pete said, Jeff John sucks. And no. then Justin said, I agree. Oh. Thumbs up. No. Which is crazy. <laughs> no, <laughs> Wow,
1: that is. You must have another Pete text to do that.
0: Oh, yeah, it is. It's my cousin Pete. Sorry
1: about that. Uh, so I we only talking? have one pete in my phone, and that's the way I like it. <laughs> <laughs>
0: We are, this is all a bunch of nonsense. Uh, we love Jeff Johns. He's a great writer. He has uh, rejuvenated The Flash, Green Lantern, uh, Aquaman, various DC characters created things on his own. Um, but Stars and Stripe wasn't 100% an original creation, but it was certainly something that took things in a brand new direction from a lot of the characters that have come before. Uh, this was originally released in 1999, uh, written by Jeff Johns, penciled by Lee Motor inked by Dan Davis, colors by Tom McCraw, and letters by Bill Oakley. Uh, and this Doke. ran for I want to say 12. What the okie Doke? What'd you say, Pete? Uh, Oakley yeah.
2: doing a little bit of that. That's nice. It's nice to see him uh, getting that work, you know.
0: <laughs> Wait, what are you talking yeah. about? Do you know Bill? Ongel? Yeah, yeah,
2: he's a solid dude, does a
1: lot of great work. Oh. It's great sunglasses, great <laughs> oh, okay. sunglasses.
0: All right, there we go. I, I didn't know that. You just kind of casually threw that in there, Pete. Uh, but this was, this ran for about 12 issues. We're going to be talking about the first eight issues of the book uh, that were collected in Volume 1, Stars and Stripe. And uh, let's... Let's kind of generally talk about it and then we can pull out individual pieces versus going through each of the issues. But the basic setup of the book is there's a girl named Courtney Whitmore. She has a new stepfather named Pat. She doesn't know this, uh, but Pat was a superhero sidekick named Stripesy. uh, And he moved to a town called Blue Valley with her. He married her mom. Uh, She doesn't like him very much, but she very quickly discovers that he has a box of old stuff, including a cosmic belt that was worn by... By not Starman, but no. uh, what's the name of the hero superhero again? A Star Spangled uh, Kid. That's who it is.
1: The Star Spangled Kid, yep, which is what Courtney uh, becomes. Um, he also went by Skyman. Mm-hmm, uh, mm-hmm. And to, let's sort of take it back a little bit um, because uh, what I think Jeff Johns does here um, in a smart way, a lot of great DC books and characters are rooted in like some sort of historical thing. The DC universe is all about legacy. Um, and the most successful series uh, with bringing a new character sort of. Take a spin on the old stuff. And so as Alex was saying, there's this star spangled kid who uh, is adjacent to the Starman mythos. And you see throughout this first eight issues, including the zero issue, which is a ninth issue, which is fun to have. Sure, sure. Not fun. I threw that. I'm I'm talking about that. Uh, it connects with the, the, an ongoing title that was um, happening uh, at the same time. That was sort of already popular when this uh, started called Starman. Um, and you see Ted Knight, uh, who was the original Starman, and Jack Knight, who was the current Starman when this is happening, were are sort of right next door to this storyline, I feel like. But, um, and the other uh, thing as saying. That,
0: uh- uh, the, oh, the other thing I was just to say on the same note that it does connect to, which the TV show is going to connect even more heavily to, is the JSA, the Justice Society of America, yep. which uh, eventually... Courtney goes on to become a member of in the books uh, and under the name Stargirl. She's a great addition there. Uh, I believe that was when Jeff Johns and James Robinson were writing the book. James Robinson wrote Starman, yeah. so you got this whole Venn diagram going on. Um, but uh, this is a character that is very uh, close to Jeff Johns' heart. It was based on his sister, um, and he makes it this very earnest. Uh, American character Which I think Ties into the costume And ties into the idea Really well
1: Yeah It's very much like uh, Small town uh, Life uh, Moving The kid from out of town Comes in um, And she Happens to become A superhero At the same time But She's just a small town girl You know Living in a lonely world Yeah She They do arrive um, On a train That gets in around midnight So Right. But they weren't it's, going anywhere. Right. <laughs> uh, keep going. Keep going. Mm. Pete, you want to take it from it here. All maps, wanna... <laughs> it all maps perfectly.
0: Uh, so over the course of the first volume, uh, she gets, she discovers this belt. She figures out how to use it. Uh, it turns out that Pat. He's continuing his career as a superhero sidekick, kind of accidentally as a sidekick, because he now has a big robot called Stripe, S-T-R-I-P-E, all in caps. And he wanted to be the superhero, but Courtney steps in. She becomes the superhero. He's forced into the sidekick role once again And of course Blue Valley Has plenty Of supervillains To go around Weird ones That are infiltrating The school but the There's smartest... like one Every issue I know It's weird What a coincidence How regularly yeah. That happens Um, My favorite thing, which I don't know if this was explicitly, it it was around the same time, but I don't know if it was explicitly inspired by, say, Buffy or anything like that, but Mm -hmm. it feels very Buffy the Vampire Slayer to me, where the adults are all the bad guys, there's something wrong with them, there's the principal is drinking oil, he's clearly some sort of robot, there's snake creatures below the school, uh, and by the end of the eighth issue, they don't necessarily find out all about this, but they're starting to get into this mystery of what's happening. Happening. it feels in still a comic book sets very tv ready for me and that was exciting to see given that we know that it's a, gonna end up on tv pretty well
2: soon. i think that uh what's nice is they're finally talking about how weird principles are you know like we got to see this one drinking hmm. oil uh, you know, what kind of person would be driven to do that? You know, is it the kids? Is it all those drink kids oil. that makes them drink oil? You
1: know what I mean? Um, well, oil's cheap and maybe it's, uh, just, it's a great alternative to coffee to get you up. Don't talk to me till I've had my cup of oil. Oh, in the man. In I tell you. <laughs> yeah.
0: It's tough, too. Yeah, well, I got to tell you right now, yeah, I, I don't want to pay for coffee. I got a ton of barrels of oil, and I just uh, suck on one of those every morning and all day long, and I'm I'm feeling well, real good. Well, if
2: I don't take a dip early Great. in the morning, I'm very I'm, lubricated. I, I, I'm going to be squeaky all day. I'm going to be squeaky, and it's just not, you know.
0: <laughs>
1: yes. We should say Pete is a tin man. Um, he doesn't have a heart, uh, which is something we've established over yeah. the, at least the first 10 minutes of this podcast. Mm-hmm. Uh mm-hmm. So uh, definitely, if Pete starts to mumble, just give him a squirt and he'll warm right up. That's right.
0: Yeah, Pete, if you have any problems, just uh, all you have to say is, oil Kern, and we'll know exactly what you're talking about. Great.
1: Uh, getting back to the <laughs> book uh, real quick. No, um, I don't what think I so. Think, Which book? No, you read Wizard uh, of Oz? That book? Let's get yeah, back yeah, to that, that Everyone is, knows that uh, work based on the book itself, <laughs> uh, I believe. I love when the book, when they go from black and white to color. It's crazy. Yeah. Uh, uh, good stuff. The fonts, um, but talking about the book, I think uh, Jeff Johns uh, does a great job of, uh, like you're saying, whether or not he was inspired directly by Buffy, it the same way that Buffy really captured like the teen drama of life uh, when you're that age. This book does that really well. It really follows the fun of the characters it, we don't get caught up on a bunch of like. The realities of like, hey, isn't it weird that all the teachers are evil in very different ways? Like, we don't have to – it's just about chasing these interesting, fun uh, stories, uh, following the characters. The dynamic they set up of a uh, teen superhero and her stepfather as her sidekick I think is so great. Like, what a fun idea. Yeah.
0: Well, and the thing that I did want to mention earlier when I was not actually slamming Jeff Johns, but he kind of not slams himself, but he's kind of honest about it. And he says, listen, in the in the note at the beginning of the book, uh, at least in the collected edition, he says, listen, I hope you enjoy these. These are very green. Like looking back at these stories, this is not quite where I got to as a writer, but this is where I was figuring stuff out. And it's definitely interesting reading over the course of the eight issues in particular as... Courtney and Jeff Johns himself get more integrated into the DC universe. It gets a little more complicated. It gets a little deeper. The dialogue gets a little more nuanced as you're reading it. Um, There's some scenes later on in particular, I think like in the seventh or eighth issue where it really does feel like it's starting to go full force, uh, particularly after the point where she meets members of the JSA. Uh, She interacts over two issue arc with the, I don't even know if it was Teen Titans or Young Justice or whatever they were calling at that point. It was
1: Young Young Justice. Young Justice. Famously uh, so she, named in their comic when they said, look, it's just us. We're Young mm. Justice.
0: Yes. Uh, which and I you think is really say, I'm Young Just-on. Just like yeah, that. Exactly. Yeah, I mean, you can't say the young <laughs> right, part anymore, right.
1: but, you know. I'm the youngest member of this particular uh, uh, right into Justice right here. I right, just I just, here, <laughs> <walked> right <laughs> into that. <laughs> I'm the baby and that was boy. an aspect that I really.
0: That was an aspect that I really liked about this, and I don't know just based on rights and everything how much it's necessarily going to play into the TV show. But one of the fun things about a shared universe is you do get to see things like. Ted Knight popping in for to uh, help Pat out with some stuff every once in a while, or the Teen Titans showing up, or mentions of Blue Valley is Kid Flash's hometown, so he is on the billboard right side outside of, of town, and that stuff is really fun to see in particular.
1: Yeah. And like, as much as Jeff Johns wants to say, like, oh, this is when I was super green. Like, I feel like you really see the stuff that helped carry him up the ladder in the comic book world. Um, the pace of this comic is really great, really smart, fast. It moves through stuff quickly. You get, uh, you don't have to be, you're not belabored by a bunch of narrative or plot. It's like, This is the story I'm telling, and let's tell it. Um, He sets up stuff um, as interstitials uh, within the issue um, that comes back in the next uh, issue or the one beyond. I think that stuff's really smart each character has a, a very strong voice and the dynamics, even if the dialogue isn't as sharp as maybe we want to see, or he w- wants to talk about now, the character dynamics are really smartly set up. And I, I hope when the show, um, when we see the show that, that that is carried through, because that's the stuff that really, I think really carries a series, whether it's TV or comics.
2: Oh, interesting.
1: So you're saying that, that the, the pacing
2: of a show really matters, uh, on uh, like how well it does, what, yeah. Uh,
1: just what do like the pacing at? of, just like the pacing of speaking. Like if you're slow, like it's sort of harder to follow. You know,
0: mm-hmm. like right. if you're really starting to feel rusty around the hinges, <laughs> and you need yeah. a little, oh, crumb, you just have to say it. Well, and it's just interesting you that do you
2: do say it. that because it starts off with a zero issue, which is you know that's an uphill battle. Like why do that to yourself? You know.
1: Uh, you're better the well, zero. Let me throw this zero. at you, Pete. It's even more it, it's even more confusing than that because the zero issue came out I think between eight and nine. It was right. issue one through eight, and then zero, and then nine. You you got to be kidding me. I yeah. I don't know that for sure, but I think that's no right. Yeah, because in the zero issue, they're already established as um, a team. Did it? And no, I might have my there. time
0: totally wrong here. Was that at the same time as zero hour? Is that why they did that?
1: No, because Zero Hour, um, Starman was is, was created in, in Zero Hour. So this was okay. much after that. And I guess they just did a Zero Issue for uh, for fun. Oh, okay. now, just just for, a good know, like, time. La- for people Like how often in our lives we'll, we'll go back to reflect on when we were a fetus. Or when we were mm-hmm. like, oh, I'm going to mm-hmm. go back to Zero for a day and just really get, <laughs> yeah, get, I just get like myself.
2: If, if people are thinking about getting into comics or whatever, whatever you do, don't do a Zero Issue. Let's just get rid of them, and we can move on with our lives.
0: At least according to Wikipedia.com, the Zero issue was published first, and then the title ran for 15 issues. But
1: Oh, maybe that's true. It just feels weird to me because the Zero issue, they're a team. Uh, And I think there's a subscript in the Zero issue where it says, this takes place between Stars stars and Stripe 8 and 9.
0: Huh. All right, there we go. Time is weird. I think that's the main thing that we learned.
1: Uh, yeah. Time times a flat th- circle, like a zero.
0: Oh, yeah. Uh, speaking of things that move slowly, true detective. Uh, so, <laughs> getting back to your point about the cast and everything. Uh, I I really like the the rest of the cast as well. Like, we've mentioned Pat, and we mentioned Courtney, uh, but you got the mom on the side who doesn't know what's going on. You have Courtney's best friend who almost immediately figures absolutely everything out, because Courtney is very bad at being a superhero and hiding her identity to start off with. Uh, and there's a fun bit that they play with with her, in particular, where she's just like, oh, you're going to do that because you're a superhero, right? And Pat's like, I don't know what you're talking about. And she's like, no, 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 I get it. I know. I, I understand what's going on. And that's fun. You also have the mean girl in school who turns out to be the daughter, I guess, of the main, main bad guy. It's not 100% revealed exactly what's going on by the end of the eighth issue, at least. Uh, and she turns into a supervillain named Shiv, uh, which you mentioned Shiv. several times.
1: <laughs> a- Shiv. She does establish her name very aggressively.
0: Yes. I will say that was the one thing that was funny to me reading this, like... It a collected form, but this certainly was written and distributed pre-people writing for the trades. Like, not that it didn't happen, but it was much more for the monthlies, I would say, at 99. So you get, like, at the end of, I want to say, issue five, she comes out and she's like, And my name is Shiv. And she has her full costume and her, uh, uh, whatever it's called, the the spiky ball on the back of her braid and everything. Yeah. And then two issues later, she's like, finally, it's time for everybody to meet Shiv. And then yeah. introduces herself again. And I think that was just like, eh, nobody probably read two issues back. Let's just introduce it again. <laughs>
1: <laughs> That's why I, I intru- well, just think I introduce myself a lot over yeah, the course you do. of the day. You do. So like, I get that. Sure, my name's yeah. not as cool as Shiv, but it could be.
0: I think next okay, podcast, I, 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 that's what I'm going to do. I'm going to say, hey, everybody, welcome to Star Guys, a podcast about Stargirl. I'm Shiv.
1: Well, you want to think about yeah, it like... I'm also Shiv? <laughs>
2: uh,
0: <laughs> Peter, are, are you also
1: no.
2: Shiv? Uh, I, well, you want to think about okay. it, though, like Shiv was such a popular character... That in prisons, uh, Shiv became very famous, and they named a lot of their mm-hmm. tools yes. that they would use
1: for communicating with each other after that character. So that's that's great. They used they used to call those things spiky toothbrushes, yeah. and now after this comic, <laughs> they <laughs> went with Shiv. Yeah. Uh, I've, now, I know I've we... solved I've solved the mystery of uh, the zero issue. It did oh, come okay. out first. It did come out first, but it was meant to be, be take place between eight and nine um at the end of the first volume um but they just sort basically front-loaded the story with a a a starman rooted story and then went back told the origin and then built back toward this zero issue oh, so interesting. sort of a weird production yeah that uh, seems like a lot of hoops thing. to jump um, through uh,
0: it's also interesting, and maybe it's actually, maybe it's not that interesting, but I thought it was interesting just from a publishing standpoint, that the first volume is eight issues long, when nowadays it would be six issues, and that's it. Like, that's what the arc is aimed for, versus here, they were clearly going for something longer, and particularly to put that sort of investment not just in a new title, but also an all-ages title, uh, is pretty neat. It certainly showed a lot of faith, maybe in the concept, maybe in Jeff Johns and Lee Motor, I don't know, whatever it is. Is, but uh whatever it is, it clearly paid off because there's a character that people dearly care about uh, and clearly is getting a big stage coming up very soon
1: well, I think there aren't a ton of characters, especially in the d c universe that have this have a vitality like so many of the d c characters feel a little wooden and sort of like uh, almost statuesque. They, they're treated more as gods and they feel very distant and uh star girl or the star spangled kid in this, uh, this series of issues feels like very real and very like vibrant to someone who's just like, I'm, this is who I am. I'm going to go fight some crime. And I think that's very attractive. I think that draws uh, readers in and explains why uh, it's moving to TV. And also, yeah. the uh,
2: principal having to drink oil was uh, Jeff Johns poking fun yeah. at uh, Motor's last name. So that's a fun fact.
0: Oh, I see the Motor. <laughs> yes, there we go. Uh, yeah, you think that's that's what a dig? Yeah. Real rude Particularly for his first job Very rude uh, Other things that you pulled out from the issues Any particular moments or characters Or anything that jumped out to you That you thought were interesting or fun That you wanted to talk about I mean about? we
2: talked about Chiv So
1: we covered it It, it. <laughs> yeah that's true um yes there there's some stuff i thought was fun uh i love how stripe who um pat the stepdad is in a giant sort of clunky robot suit i like how the robot suit is sort of like it messes up a lot uh, i think that's mm-hmm. fun it adds a, a nice angle and i hope that they that's something they would carry on that like into the tv show of like Oh these people don't quite have it figured out yet. I'm ho- so and there's a lot of uh, dialogue from the suit being like I fixed the thrusters uh as it's going. I
2: hope that the TV yep. show goes away from the comic a little bit in that like I feel like it's sweet but I don't know about like having Stripe as well on the TV show. I'm hoping it focuses more on her and less on the you know. Yeah. Yes.
1: I don't yeah, think
0: I mean, was... no, he is on the TV show. If, if you looked at the promo, like, he's in there, and he does show up in the robot suit. Uh, but it feels it like there, he's but... not
1: going to be uh, a part right. of the same amount yeah. equally f- sharing. Time. Yes,
0: there you go. Uh, the other thing that—this is a weird note, again, from, like, just a publishing standpoint, but Jeff Johns talks about this in the development— note when he's in, when he's uh, walking through how the idea came about that apparently the original idea was Stripes was a robot. Like, straight up, it was like Stargirl teaming up, or Star Spangled Kid teaming up with a robot. But at DC, they were like, oh, we're actually publishing another book where a girl teams up with a robot, so you can't do that. So they took it back and thought about it, they are like, what if instead it was a man inside of a Ooh. robot? And that's how they hit on. Uh, the thing that I think is more fun about that is, like, that's not too far of a step, but the further step... Is that he is her stepfather And that gives That family dynamic that works very nicely That was an accident Pete I, did, I, I didn't get there further naturally. step
2: Is it's the stepfather <laughs> Oh <Nah>. my god <laughs> This guy oh,
0: I wrote that Three weeks ago <laughs> when I knew we were going to do the podcast so I was like that's the money line yeah.
2: Let me take a step uh, further
0: he, Oh boy <laughs> Uh, Any other bits for the book that you guys want to chat about?
1: A couple other small things. I think it's also smart how many guest stars there are, and they're well-deployed. Having Young Justice here is fun. Uh, The Shazam family is also fun. They encounter um, Solomon Grundy, uh, who's a a, a villain from the Starman book. But the interesting uh, bit with with him is he uh, killed the original... um, Uh, Star Spangled Kid as Skyman at the time, um, uh, Sylvester Pemberton, um, under the uh, I guess, control of Harlequin. uh, Harley Quinn, wow,
0: oh, really?
2: Thanks for slowing down saying uh, Harley Quinn so we can understand what you're saying.
0: Was it actually Harley Quinn or was it another
1: character called the Harlequin?
0: Mm -hmm. I think think it was Harlequin,
1: Yeah, 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 Harlequin. Oh, okay. (laughs) Oh. <laughs> who was masquerading as Jade? It's a very complicated uh, battle. Here.
0: Well, yeah, I, that was definitely a point of the book where I was like, oh, "This is a this is a part of DC continuity I just did not pay attention to at all."
1: Well, it's very funny that there's someone named Harlequin in the era where now Harley Quinn is very mm-hmm. popular. Yeah, who is playing into this new TV show as well. Um, I I like
2: the Dragon King. He was fun.
0: The villain is so there's a there's a villain who has kind of like a dragon snaky thing on his mask. Yep. Is that who you're talking yep. about? Uh Who is uh, potentially Shiv Shiv's father. Uh, and uh yeah, he seems like the big bad. But again, by the end of the eight issues, we don't find out. A whole ton about him, other than there's weird snake dudes who are emerging from the lockers in school, which is another fun detail. That reminded me very pleasantly of Parker Lewis Can't Lose, of course. Oh, I'm sure you guys yeah. have the same,
2: yes. same reaction. Yes. Now I miss my trench coat that had a bottomless ideas in it. <laughs> mm, bottomless trench yeah.
0: coat. Yeah. Oh, parkulous. Uh Overall, I would you recommend <laughs> reading this book? Would you recommend checking out this book, regardless of whether you're interested in the show? Pete's giving it a no. I mean, you're not really a fan of all ages books.
1: That's true. Right, that's Pete? true.
2: Um, uh, they they don't strike yeah. me as fun. But uh,
1: you like only old ages. That's books, right. Yeah. Right? <laughs> yeah. Um,
2: but I do, like Dagwood. I'm not going to bring any of that kind of family circus. I don't want to bring any of that negativity to the show. I'm still going to keep an open mind and hope that the show doesn't start with a
1: zero issue. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. That would be very yeah. difficult. How, what do two. you
0: count? Are trailers like a zero That's issue? That's what a trailer is. A trailer yeah. is a zero. Is, is if a zero if Jeff
2: Johns comes out at the beginning of the show and goes, listen, we're going to do a... a A zero episode, but it's actually between episodes eight and nine, you know, then I would be all right with it. But, you know, otherwise. Yeah, that would be
0: awesome, actually. (laughs) I would love that if there was like a short digital episode where they're like, hey, guys, this takes place between the eighth and the ninth episode. Here's a tease of what's happening. That would be really cool. There's going to be extra minutes
2: that you get on uh, DC Universe, so they could do it.
1: It's true, Pete. I think you just hate numbers. I think oh, zero yeah. is a it, as a as a confusing number, right? Because right. it mm-hmm. doesn't. It's null. It's it's scary because mm-hmm. it's like a black hole null for also it when it comes a, a numerically. Scary vi- villain. Yeah, yeah.
0: Maybe instead of thinking of it as a black hole, think of a zero as a mouth that's mm. open and it's saying hello. But that's what I do hello, for spaghetti. Peter. So
2: I couldn't do that for this as well. I mean, that's two things. Uh, that's
1: true. SpaghettiOs are like flash. the
0: zero issue of uh, soup.
1: <laughs> of pasta. Um, here's a news flash to you, and O is basically a zero. Oh, don't do oh, that shit. to me,
2: man. That's not true. Oh, man. Yeah.
0: What about you, Justin? Would you recommend people pick this up before they check out the show?
1: Uh, I don't think uh, this particular run of issues is essential, uh, especially not understanding the show, because it – we don't, she's not star, Courtney's not Stargirl at all in this. She's adjacent to that and is on the path to becoming Stargirl, but she doesn't have the cosmic rod. She has, just has this belt, which gives her some super strength. Um, the, uh, the characters, you sort of meet them, but the depth, uh, to Jeff John's point, talking about this work in general, the depth isn't there a ton. And I think you do, you get flashes of it within this, uh, first eight issues, but I think, um, once she uh, gets to the JSA, like you were sort of talking about earlier, that's where you start to get sort of a more of an understanding of who this character is. And I think that's mm-hmm. uh, where, where you want to pick it up. And I, they do a good job of sort of reintroducing her there, too.
0: Yeah, I mean, I'd almost say that rather than picking up the first volume necessarily, maybe start with issue six or seven or something like that. You know, you'll miss some fun stuff with, like you said, the Shazam family and Grundy and a couple of other characters. Um, but that's where it really does hit the ground running. And then you can go right into the JSA run from there, which uh, Jeff Johns and James Robinson's JSA run is phenomenal. Yeah, great. Just an absolutely... Great, yeah incredible run of books, which hopefully we will have time to talk about on this podcast as well. We'll see what happens as we start to get into the episodes and get closer to that here. Um I, I would say pick it up if you're a fan of John's in particular, just so you can kind of see where things started. That was the reason that I originally picked up the book, and I enjoyed mm-hmm. it, and I really liked seeing where he started, like seeing where Courtney Whitmore started, uh, because I had read the JSA run before. So I think it's almost something you can go back to and read as a historical document more than anything, Uh, even though it's probably... If you have somebody who likes all-ages comics in your life, they might enjoy it a little bit more as well. Um, I'll also mention uh, DC Universe was nice enough to supply us with subscriptions to check this out. And the great thing about it is the whole run is on there. Search for the price of a DC Universe subscription. You can jump in, just read the issues you want, and then jump back and read some other ones, which is neat. What were you going to say, Pete? I was
2: just going to say, well, a couple things. One, the uh, DC Universe... uh, Website. I've been having a lot of fun going back and watching a lot of different stuff. Uh, I've been kind of impressed with all the stuff that is available. Um, at first, I thought it was just like a couple <laughs> shows, but they got a lot of movies and uh, a lot of different things on there, plus all the animated cartoons, which is great. Um, and then websites
1: I, are fun.
0: Yeah. <laughs>
1: uh, but they have a lot, is, a lot of websites. Uh, have well, you dude, checked out
0: Google.com? Tons of stuff on there. Off, oh, first off, first off.
1: Like, it feels like everything.
2: First off, fuck you, because that's not always the case. You go If you go on Apple Plus right now, there's four fucking shows. All right? So, like, sometimes. Not accurate. Things don't have a lot of great stuff. But, you know, sorry for trying to compliment something. Um, but, yeah. Uh, if you want to see uh, <laughs> Jeff Johns earlier and stuff, like Alex is saying, if you're, like, a Jeff Johns geek. Uh, Definitely kind of fun to see him when he's quote unquote green.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I like the fact that you actually use that correctly. That's the first time I've seen anybody use quote unquote correctly in a very long time, but it was an actual quote. So there you go a couple of things before we wrap up here if you'd like to support this podcast and other podcasts we do patreon.com slash comic book club also we do a live show every Tuesday night at 7 p.m. directly to the internet on crowdcast and YouTube please come and check it out and hang out you can subscribe to this podcast on iTunes Android Spotify Stitcher or the app of your choice socially you can check us out on Twitter Instagram or Facebook at star guys pod we'll have a Lots of stuff going up there as we ramp up to the show and uh, the stars. The limit. Oh wow! No, that's you know what I did that one the last <laughs> wow. time, that it was just, I should come up with a new catchphrase,
1: right? Yeah. How about keep on looking at the stars? Or as Oscar Wilde once said, Ooh. "quote unquote," uh, we're all in the gutter, but some of us are looking at the stars. And I think I use "quote unquote" incorrectly there <laughs> on purpose. Suck it.